Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. One and two, two outs, the base is empty. Two-nothing Miami, bottom of the ninth. Puck's pitch is a pop fly down the right field line. It's a long run for Sanchez, but he's under it and makes the catch in shallow right about 10 feet into fair territory. And the Marlins have swept this three-game series. Red Sox have lost five in a row, seven out of eight, after a six-game winning streak that seems like a long time ago. And the Red Sox squander a terrific start by Brian Bayo and fall to 40 and 42. Oh, we have much to do, much to talk about tonight. It is Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman with you live from Fenway Park, the spot where uh, Brian Bayo shoved and the Red Sox fell. By a final score of 2 nothing tonight to the Miami Marlins. Series done, sweep over, and uh, boy, it is another night where you trudge out of here uh, feeling some kind of way here tonight. Uh, welcome to it. As you know, it is Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman here. Big thanks to Bridget Prue back in our studio. Brian Frizoko getting us rolling over the next couple of hours. The number is 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Text line 
off and running as well at uh, 37937, 37937. You got all the numbers. You, you, you got it all. I, again, I've been here the last couple of nights. We've talked about it. We've gone through this. Uh, we have hit this over the head. We have uh, smacked it until the candy has fallen out, pinata-wise, all this. But uh, tonight we are we're, we're gonna we're, we'll get into it and just kind of uh, figuring out what what happens now uh, for the Boston Red Sox sitting here uh, through 82 games at 40 and 42 and we're about to hear from the manager of the Red Sox Alex Cora as well talking post game we'll also hear from Brian Bayo he was absolutely wonderful tonight uh, but. You know, it it is another night. There there really is uh, almost nothing worse in baseball than when when you can't score. When you are sitting there watching your team and and you want to will them to to make more contact, you want to will them to hit balls harder, just looking for that one long swing for a crowd tonight that was awesome all night long, that was trying to to jump. And and, uh, instead, you got... Uh, what you got, which is a, a four single night, no slug, no extra base hits, and a fifth straight loss, a seventh of eight, and uh, two six and one record in the last nine series for the Boston Red Sox. And uh, you heard Sean McDonough's final call there. Uh, you can listen to uh, today's Nissan Red Sox postgame show and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill the Drive sales event. Shop your local Nissan store or Nissan USA. Dot com today. Um, I have a lot to say. I know you have a lot to say. It's 617-779-7937. Uh, text at 37937. But uh, we do have Alex Corey. He, he literally just spoke. Um, so let's get there first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the work that there is to be done here. Uh, Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, uh, standing by after uh, yet another loss to the Marlins here tonight. Excellent. Excellent. They hit some ball hearts earlier, but see it settled down and made pitches. You know, I didn't feel a hit, a ground ball that goes through, but uh, everything we asked for. How tough is that when he's going so well in the offense? It wasn't. I mean, it's part of it. You know, like there's days you're going to score runs, there's days you're going to give it up, and today we pitched well, we didn't hit, you know, but uh, there was no hesitation for him to go in the eighth. There's no hesitation for him to go deep into the game. He's really good, and he's getting better. Is he the offense again? I mean, you saw it, man. I mean, that guy is really good. 98, 98, uh, 98, 99 with a good slider, good changeup. We had a chance there in the seventh, I think it was. We didn't cash in. But, uh, I mean, they pitch well the whole series. You know, their lefties are really good. And uh, there's a reason they're trending up. You know, they're, they're catching the ball. They're putting good at-bats. Their pitching is really good, really good. So, you know, we've been going, it's a tough stretch for hitting right now. Um, you know, the, the guys that we're facing, they're really good, but, you know, we expect to score runs and uh, we know we're better. So, um, hopefully, tomorrow we can get going. When did Bayo's bid get kind of on your mind? No, I mean, I knew the pitch count, I knew where we were, but it didn't matter. It was about winning the game, you know, and I think where we at right now, you know, we were expecting, like, worst case scenario, base hit first and second, and it was, ground ball first and third, you know, and uh, we limited the damage, we did a good job, and, uh, you know, you still got to score one, and we didn't, and, and that's the way we saw it, you know, Marty did an outstanding job getting the whole play, and um, the strikeout on Soler, but, you know, um, 
like I said before, he was he was really good. Both of them, they were they were great. They were great. The defense was kind of hands a little bit uh, prior to that game today. Does it feel like you're having to miss out very much? We had a good game, a good, a good game. Um, we moved around and, and we played. Turned some little plays, made some good plays. It was good. His tempo helps a lot. You know, he 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 gets it and throws it, and you know you have to be on your toes defensively, and uh, that really helps. Paxton's still good for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but Walter was uh, scratched from the start with the second doubleheader. Is that anything related to your travel to the team? Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'll check with him, but uh, you know. I'll, I'll check with them and see what's going on. You, got, you guys still have a stru- tough stretch of games left, obviously, with Toronto and Rangers coming up. Just how do you sort of galvanize a group? I mean, let's put it this way. We, we play well against Toronto, right? Um, we haven't played well against the National League, so uh, now it's the American League. So hopefully we can pick it up and uh, win the series in Toronto and move on and play well the rest of the, you know, before the All-Star break. They weren't barreling fastballs the entire series and so they sort of gave him a heavy dose of fastballs. Was that sort of the part of the O's game plan to just to sort of that, the what? They weren't barreling fastballs it seemed like the tomorrow was the entire series. But it just seemed like a lot of their hits came with off speeds and breaking balls was it part of the plan for Bayo to sort of uh, I mean we we want him to throw his best pitches as much as possible. And uh, his changeup was good today. His sinker was good. Um, they hit some some of the hard early on, you know, uh, the one to right field, the double play was hard, but then after that he was able to locate the fastball away, I think, to the righties and was able to expand after that with the changeup down and in and slider. Uh, he has so many weapons, you know, and, and he's still learning how to use them. Uh, there were a few cutters today to, to lefties that were good, actually. And uh, just evolving, keep getting better. You know, his next one is going to be a challenge. You know, it's, uh, it's the Rangers. So uh, he'll be ready for that one, and uh, we'll see what we got. Alex Gore, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, talking tonight. His team just swept against the Miami Marlins 2-0, the final here tonight. This is Red Sox Review, live from Fenway Park. Cooper Boardman with you. The number to call, 617-779-7937. Text line as well at 37937. I see the calls. Uh, get to that in just a quick second here. Just, you know, you, you hear it in the in the voice of Alex Gore. It is this kind of... Um, you know, the, the, the understanding of the reality right now. And that is, you know, at the end of the day, and I'm sure we're going to get the, the core calls and the frustration calls and, 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 you know, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, the reality is, is, is at the end of the day, like he can't walk up to the, to the plate and take these at bats for his team. And, and they're just not hitting right now for a team that all year long has hit. There's some trends that are troubling, and I I, I see them, and I, I you know they're, they're striking out more than they have really all year long for a team that has prided itself on not striking out. They're not really putting the ball in play with any consistently consistency. They're not hitting balls hard, and they're not really walking, and they're certainly not slugging. I mean, slugging 247 over the last seven, and it's just it's so hard to win. It's just so hard to win when that is your reality. And that has been the case, you know, now for days and days on end. And, um, you know, it's seven games in 162. But, boy, when you're in the middle of this seven, it feels like you're in a padded room at points. And this has been the case, you know, now for a number of days for the Boston Red Sox. Um, okay, 617-779-7937. Uh, let's kick it off here. I, I, we'll get to all your calls. We'll get to all your thoughts as well. But um, we'll start it off tonight. 
why don't we go with Wally in Fall River right here uh, on Red Sox Review. Wally, welcome, and uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> not, not too good, Coop. I mean, the kid pitches hard up, Brian Bay. He couldn't pitch any better. We couldn't get him two or three or even, uh, you know, we just can't get any runs right now. The offense is really out of whack. I mean, you're better off. Coruscant's exasperated right now. Very poor at bats. You might as well put the, uh, one, the, one of the bat boys and uh, one of the ball girls in the lineup. Either that or uh, give everybody a tennis racket when they go up there. But uh, it's a frustra- frustrating game to lose. You had a lousy homestand, and it's not going to get any better. I mean, Cora just sounds depressed over this. I mean, uh, we're facing Toronto. We could lose two out of three. Uh, you come home to the Rangers, uh, they could beat our brains out. The only soft touch, I think, in the schedule in the next month is Oakland. you got five games, five or six games with them, but it don't get any easier. You know, it, uh, I don't know how they're going to straighten that out, what Heimbloom thinks of this team, but uh, they just seem all totally out of whack right now. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, Wally. Honestly, I don't really either, and and we keep talking about it. You know, you and I, you and I seem to talk every night. We appreciate your call, uh, as we uh, as you always do. And it, you know, I mean, <laughs> like you said, get get the tennis rackets out and hope for a little bit of something. You know, I, the schedule. What's so funny about this this team is like every game that you expect them to win, and I, you know, this Miami series. I, just to be clear, and this is not an excuse at all. Miami's a really good team. We saw it. They're playing great baseball. I mean, they have they have the second most wins in the National League behind the Braves over the last month, and the Braves are the best team in baseball, you know, in that span. But you know, for the Red Sox, it's like they play these series that, on paper, you know, who would you wouldn't have thought that they would have swept the Yankees. You wouldn't have thought that you would have thought that they would have beaten up on the Rockies. You would have, you know, and so on and so on. Same thing with the White Sox. And it, it's just, you know, it is the mark of true inconsistency. Alex Cora said it the other day. We have to be better. And they weren't last night. And they weren't tonight. And um, you know that that that's the reality of of the situation for this team right now. And you know, but uh, Wally's absolutely right about that. You're going to go to Toronto, and Toronto had had a, a terrible start to the month of June. They've really turned it around. They're winning games, and you know they they're in Toronto right now playing a, a you know a Giants team that is absolutely in a, a playoff conversation. And they are, uh, you know, three, four, three, three defensive outs away from taking two out of three from that team. So you're going to go there where they've been. Then you're going to come home. You're going to face the Rangers who, I mean, you talk about not being able to score. That That's a team that I don't care how well you pitch. And the Red Sox line up all right. As you heard Alex Cora say, Brian Bayo's going to pitch against them. But it's hard. It, it's, you know, that is not a three that you look at and feel great about. And then you get the A's and then the all-star break. And, you know, I, I think it'll be very interesting sitting there watching that All-Star game in Seattle on, on the 11th of July, how you're feeling about this team, because you're going to, we've learned a lot over the last few days, I think, and um, we're certainly going to learn a lot over the course of the next 9, 10 days, you know, when you look at it for the Red Sox here. Again, 40 and 42 through 82 games here. Uh, this is Red Sox Review, live here on WEEI. Cooper Boardman with you. Brian Verzoco is uh, back in our, our flagship studio, 617-779-7937. Text line at 
We are going to do a lot over the course of the next 40-something minutes here. Um, I, I do want to get into the Brian Bayo thing because like, it's not only that he threw uh, as well as he threw and took the no-hitter into the eighth inning and all of that. It's about who he is and what he means to this team and, and how good you feel when he's on the mound. And, and you are watching somebody that... I, I, you don't even think that you, you, you dream of him being better than he is right now, which is an extraordinary thing. Uh, talk about that. Talk about some of the, the kind of the way this game unfolded in the seventh, in the eighth inning. You know how uh, the Red Sox were in a situation, obviously at a zero zero game through seven. And then, you know, Bale gives up the couple of hits. At that point, it was time to pull him. But then, you know, what happened in that eighth inning? And then, obviously, Jansen in the ninth, he, he was really strong. I mean, Sean gave you the numbers uh, earlier on. The ERA difference between home and away is a number that you, you read, and you can't believe that it's true. And uh, I, I pulled it up. I, I triple-checked it just to be sure. And so that's part of it as well. And then, um, obviously, we'll, we'll maybe get into some, some answers for this offense. Although, Wally asked, a, it, it seemed like a, a hypothetical like question. It's a question with no answer. Like, how, how do you fix it? I don't know. And uh, we'll kind of dig into that as we go along over the next 40 minutes. And we'll take your calls. I see the call line. I'll get right to you as soon as we get back here. 617-779-7937. See the text as well. We'll talk about that. For now, we'll hit a break here. Uh, Brian's got your trending in a moment, and then we roll along tonight. It's Red Sox Review Live on WEEI. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Brian Bayo, he took a no-hitter into the eighth inning tonight for your Boston Red Sox. However, their offense never came to life. They lost 2-0 to Miami in Game 3 of their series at Fenway Park, meaning the Marlins sweep the series. This is now five straight losses for the Red Sox. Tomorrow, they'll head north to Toronto for Game 1 of their weekend series against the Blue Jays. Game 1 is set for tomorrow night at 7-10. You want to catch that game? Tune in right here. WEI, the Red Sox Radio Network, Will Fleming. And Mike Monaco, they'll have the call at 710 on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Radio Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. James Paxson will be on the mound for the Sox with Jose Barrios on the hill for the Blue Jays. Cooper Boardman will have the Mass Mutual pregame show right here at 610. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. The New England Patriots and linebacker Juwan Bentley have reportedly agreed to a two-year $18.7 million contract extension today, locking up the linebacker for another couple years. And in NBA news, the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden will work on a trade out of Philadelphia per both Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania, two teams that are rumored to land James Harden, are the Knicks and the Clippers. I'm Brian Frizzoco, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. WEEI. WEEI. New England sports are... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast original this is red sox review on weei and now here comes alex core to the mound and that might be it he had chris martin warming up before the start of the inning he is going to take the ball and Brian Bayo is going to get a great hand. Many of the fans coming to their feet, saluting the 24-year-old right-hander who departs after seven-plus innings, having allowed just these two hits. Yeah, not a lot uh, ovation-wise over the last three days, but uh, Brian Bayo is absolutely worthy of it. He was unreal tonight. Uh, you know, he is... Might be the best start of his young major league career. He's had some good ones. He's gone seven on Sunday night baseball against the Yankees a couple of times, but that was something special, and it took uh, a ground ball up the middle that, that Kike Hernandez made a, a nice stop on uh, you know, up the middle and, and, and just could not get anything on his throw from his knees. Uh, infield single by Gene Segura, and uh, that was it for Brian Bayo. And, uh, well, from there, Marlins took over and won the game 2-0 tonight. Red Sox swept. Uh, here at Fenway Park, this is uh, Red Sox Review live on WEEI. Cooper Boardman with you. Brian Zocos at our flagship studios. 617-779-7937. Text line at 37937. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. And, uh, Brian, we're, we're going to hear from Bayo a little bit later on. But I, I see all the calls and texts, so I, and I want to do these because... Uh, the the pulse on the fan base right now is, uh, well, uh, let's find out uh, all together, why don't we? And uh, we'll go to the phone lines, then we'll do your text. Uh, let's start on the phones, and uh, David, you are live. David in Florida. Uh, welcome to Red Sox Review, David. Things are getting ugly. Yeah. Very ugly. And, uh, I mean, anybody who... David, oh no, he's gone. Ah, uh, too bad. David, I had you, and then and then we lost you. Call back. We can we can talk about it. Uh, it's, I actually think it's kind of there's something pretty funny about getting uh, things are ugly, and then just the line goes dead. 
Uh, please call back, David. I I would like to hear the rest of that. But you know, I mean, there's really. I mean, it's true. Uh, again, uh, the the numbers say everything that needs to be said. Five straight, seven out of eight, two six and one in the last night series for this team. And, and you know, you can do the thing around this where you know you look at the wild card standings and you can have the conversation four and a half out. Yeah, you've lost five in a row. You know, but then for me, and I'm not saying that these teams aren't flawed. I think the Yankees are flawed. I think the Blue Jays are flawed. I think the Astros are somewhat flawed, though. I can't. I, again, that's a team that I, I just have trouble imagining isn't going to be there at the end. The Angels are definitely flawed. The the Red Sox. We've had that conversation. Guardians, Mariners, like all these teams in here. There's nobody that you look at and you say. You know that you're afraid of necessarily, right? And the Central is not going to have a second team in the postseason. You know, Minnesota is a game below or two games now below 500. You know, after today, and they're going to win the Central. The problem is, is the 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 Red Sox are. It's not about those teams right now. It's not about the postseason. It's not about anybody else or what they do or where you are in the wild card conversation at this point. It's about you and, and what you string together and what you can do. And the bottom line is we can spin this every which way. We can talk about the offense needing to be better. We can talk about the the you know certain issues uh, in terms of, of, of the in-game today and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's not about any of that. It's about what has happened over the last you know eight-plus days, which is they're one in seven. And they've lost five in a row. And they have not found a way to hit in this stretch. And, you know, again, I think the offense does manifest itself in a number of ways. And I'm seeing a lot of texts, you know, about how to figure out this this offense here. You know, the Red Sox have 11 runs in their last seven games. They had four hits tonight. They were all singles. One by Verdugo, one by Devers. So Verdugo's came in the first. Devers was in, I think, this. Yeah, it was in the seventh. You know, those were two very hard hit balls. Adam Duvall, not a hard hit single. Kike Hernandez, not a hard hit single. And that's it offensively tonight. It's hard to win when you don't get on base. It's hard to win when you don't walk. And it's really hard to win. When you don't slug, and when I say slug, I mean doubles, triples, and home runs. And the Red Sox in the last seven games have three home runs. And the problem is, is okay, you know, in baseball today, 2023, we've got teams built really a couple of ways. And you've got, you know, and, and then you've got some teams in the middle. Way number one is kind of, you know, when, when, when you know, the, the people sitting on the, on the rocking chair are, are kind of shaking their, their fist at the sun. Uh, it, it is uh, all the, sh- uh, the strikeouts in the world and all the home runs in the world, right? And, and it's live and die in that way. You know, the, the Twins are built that way right now. They're a very good example of a team that is striking out too much, homering a lot, and they've done it to varying degrees of success, but the reality is, is they're not homering enough to outweigh their strikeouts. The uh, Who's a good example of it? The, the Rangers are a really good example of it. They've got good pitching. They're a really good team top to bottom, so it's not fair to maybe fully pen them in this way, but the Rangers are a good example of a team that homers a lot, slugs a lot, strikes out a decent amount, but they, they do that to kind of outweigh it. Well, you've got that, that side of it, 
And then you have the way the Red Sox have built a team. And you can win this way. I'm not talking about the Red Sox in particular. I'm just saying the way that the Red Sox have built their team, which is they've got a few guys that can homer. You've got Rafi Devers. You've got Masataki Yoshida, although you know that we're still kind of waiting for that full power to maybe come forth. What Adam Duvall was early in the season. Well, you've got those guys, and then you have a lot of guys who make contact. And this is what Alex Cora, High and Bloom, you know, they have talked about is, you know, the hitting the ball forward. You know, you've heard that a lot from Cora. And, and that just means, you know, literally what it sounds like. Putting the ball in play as a – and it's not that the Red Sox aren't trying to slug like everybody else because that's how you win in baseball, but it is about – putting balls in play and having consistently high contact rates. This team has been great at that all year long. I mean, genuinely, when you look at I've said this the last few nights if you've been with us, but I keep saying it because we keep watching similar games over and over again. If you are, are it, 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 the Red Sox are a team that all year long has been top five, top six, top seven in the league in putting balls in play. Literal contact rate. They've been great with two strikes. They When they have been at their offensive best, they haven't struck out that much. Well, the problem is, over the last seven days, they're striking out a ton. They're hitting 181, and not the batting average tells the whole story, but it tells part of it. Only the Oakland days are worse in the last, you know, over the last week or so uh, in batting average. Red Sox are at 181, the A's are at 163, and remember, the Oakland A's literally got no hit last night. And the Red Sox have 74 strikeouts in the last seven games. Uh, it, it just, it's too many. It's far too many, and this team doesn't hit enough home runs in its when it's going well, when it when its offense is doing what it was designed to do. It doesn't it, it doesn't slug enough to outweigh that number of strikeouts. Let alone when you're not getting on base and you're not slugging right now. And it's added up to a pretty brutal cocktail over the last seven days. And you know it, it's you can go through this lineup, and, and I I said this last night. This is my take. You don't have to believe me. I don't think it's going to last. I think, you know, the, the, the way that Verdugo swings the bat, the way that Turner swings the bat, the, the weapon that Ref Snyder is against left-handers, the way that Devers, who Rafi is, the you know, how good Yoshida has been. I think we could agree that he's a major league player at this point. You know, it's not... There are names on this that you feel good about, and, and we did the, the game last night with a couple of the callers where, you know, they called in and were like... I want to, you know, light the whole place on fire and set it out to sea. And, you know, and then we kind of went, you go through guy by guy, and you're like, well, you know, you don't feel bad about the individual names in this lineup. But you're in a situation right now where there are a lot of guys not hitting. You're caught in the issue where Adam Duvall is still coming back. You know, it's not, this is not a snap your fingers thing with timing off an injury. And it's, again, added up to the fact that the Red Sox have scored four runs in the last 44 innings, it's just it's just not, it's not even close to good enough, you know. And then the other problem is is kind of what really did rear its head in uh, in the in the composition of this lineup and the composition of this roster, and that is you know the left-handedness of the roster. And, you know, for a lot of this year, it wasn't really uh, that big of an issue. The fact that this lineup was so left-handed, it felt like the Red Sox were right-handed enough in the moments where it really mattered that they were capable of, of finding answers. 
But we, we've ended up in a situation, and tonight is a good example of it. The Red Sox, but there's actually a number to back up what I just said there. The Red Sox are t- were 12-5 and five in their first 17 games against left-hand starters. Well, they've now lost five out of six against left-hand starters. They faced the Miami bullpen that is extraordinarily left-handed. And, you know, you're sitting there. And so the, the way this unfolded from a managerial perspective was... The Marlins had a starter, Jesus Lazardo. He's a left-hand pitcher. He's he, he is maybe other than Clayton Kershaw, the best pitcher as a left-hander against left-hand hitters in the entirety of Major League Baseball. And so, what do you do? Logical point: you take as as many right-handers and you get them in, in, in the lineup, as, you know, as as much as you can. The Red Sox today had three left-handers, six right-handers in the lineup. Well. Because the roster and the lineup is so left-handed, you've ended up now in a situation where we're late in this game, and there are four guys on your bench. You've got Caleb Hamilton, who is, you know, he's the backup catcher. He's not really, you know, his role is to be a great pitch framer. He's a really, really, really good pitch framer defensively, but, you know, you're not going to trade his bat in there. And then you are left with Tristan Casas, Jaron Duran, and David Hamilton. Hamilton is going to be your runner. And so really you're left with Tristan Casas and Jaron Duran. Two left-hand hitters. David Hamilton's a left-hand hitter as well. And so Miami, late in this game, when they're kind of go, you know, mincing their way through the bottom of your order, you know, Kike Hernandez, uh, gener- he had a single tonight, but you know he's been been struggling. You know, Connor Wong has has played more than than you you know he played in his tenth straight day, in which the Red Sox have had a game here today. And then Christian Arroyo, who had eight hits in his last six and and didn't have much tonight. Adam Duvall struggling. Like, all these guys that you would consider, okay, you know, a specific spot pinch hitting for, instead, you've got two left-handers sitting there and you've got no, you know, know, people want to call in and yell and scream, like, Alex Gore's not going to make that move. And, and again, late in this game against great left-hand pitching, we saw this from the, the Miami bullpen, is that they, they found the answers. And, again, it wasn't a problem early in the season. It's been a problem of late, and it is one of, and, again, it, it's not a problem when your offense is going great and putting the ball in play and doing what it's designed to do, which it has done for a lot of this season. This has been a top-five to top-eight offense by just about any single metric that you could that you could go by most of the season until a week ago but when you get into these scuffling stretches and you're trying to win games in margins and when you're trying to win games here and there you know based on the handedness of your and you don't have a way of uh of of working deep in a ball game with guys like this uh you know or late in ball games I should say and getting you know playing the platoon splits or doing the things that managers want to do it's really hard and uh, and for the Red Sox, there just weren't a lot of options down the stretch. It's drastic because the Marlins are built that way. They have a number of outstanding left-hand arms in their bullpen, which the majority of teams in baseball do not. But it reared its head tonight, and it's one of the reasons why when you sit here and you look at these three days, the Marlins got great starting pitching, but their bullpen through almost uh, nine innings against the Red Sox over three days, eight and two-thirds innings against the Red Sox, over two days, one run, nine strikeouts. They were they were outstanding in, in this series, and it just 
Oh man, it it was just it was really 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 frustrating, you know, to watch because you kind of you you, you kind of felt like there were handcuffs on, you know, at that at that stage of the game, and so Red Sox fall. Uh, by a final score of 2 nothing tonight against the Miami Marlins. Cooper Boardman with you. This is Red Sox Review. we got Brian Frizzoco in our flagship studios. The number, uh, if you want to call, 617-779-7937. Uh, the text line as well at 37937. And, uh, you know, I, I saw the... Um, you know, we. I, I hope David calls back because uh, it would it, be nice to hear the rest of, of, of what he wanted to say. It felt like he needed to get a few more things off his chest. For now, though, I'll, I'll hop to, to the text line, you know, hear about, you know, the cell conversation. You know, and, and again, I, I just see, you know, four four one three here and uh, 401 and 774. Uh, and you know, everybody's going to, you know, having the buy-sell conversation. Well, you know, the, the rea- I, I guess, you know, you kind of game this out. You know, the, the reality is, is I can, just to be clear, and, and we'll do this, I don't mind, but we can sit here and like and talk about this as much as you want. Like, should you buy? Should you sell? That answer doesn't get decided on June 29th. You know, we're just not. It just it doesn't. It would be lunacy to do that. His team can win a lot of games and put themselves in a conversation. I know it doesn't feel that way right now, but it, you know it's possible. I think you know when you look at at where the Red Sox are at. So so let's play this out just for a second. You're going to go to Toronto for three. You're going to have the off day. You're going to get three in Texas, or three against Texas, that is, here. Three against Oakland, and then you have your all-star break. You have four days off. You go to Chicago, you go to Oakland, you get, and then you get the Mets, and you get the Braves. That is not an easy, easy schedule. I mean, you've got um, you know, the Rangers in a, a situation where they're playing really good ball. You know, you're you're going to have to take advantage of, of some of these teams, the A's, the Cubs, uh, and, and you're going to get the Braves going into the deadline here at Fenway. It's just just really tough. And, um, you know, I, I you want to you want to look for a path that they could play their way back into it, but they're going to have to play better. And, and, you know, you don't need me to tell you that. I mean, you know, Alex Cora has said that uh, high and bloom. Certainly implied it the other day in, in his you know long conversation with Alex Spear, the the Boston Globe the other day, um, but you know you're sitting here right now at forty and forty two, and and uh, with just not not a lot of wiggle room. I mean, and that's the, the that's the truth about it is you know the the think about a team like the Houston Astros, and I recognize the Houston Astros were the World Champions last year, but they're probably. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll see, but they're probably not going to win their division. I mean, they 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 are five and a half behind the Rangers, and the Rangers seem like a real team. I mean, this is not just like oh, you know. I mean, the Red Sox, the Rangers, that is, have a run differential of plus one fifty seven. I don't even know that. I mean, that's unbelievable how good they've been. You know, they they have a the a league uh, the American League leading run differential, and you know, so the Astros going back to them. Are sitting here. They have not played good baseball. They are injured, like the Red Sox. They are injured. You know, they don't have Jordan Alvarez. It doesn't appear as though they're going to have Jordan Alvarez, who's the best RBI man, and you know, for my money, probably the best actual pure hitter in baseball. You know, for for a number of weeks here, they, they know he'll be back towards the end. But they have you know one thing that they do exceptionally well, and they are doing enough kind of uh, outside of it. To survive, and that is the pitching department, you know, of it. They they lose, um, you know, a, 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 an outstanding starter 
Um, and, and and they go and they call up JP France, and JP France comes up and is is unbelievable. I mean, you know, to to lose Luis Garcia, and the name was eluding me for a moment, to Tommy John surgery, and then go down into you know into your AAA depth and pull those guys up and have them you know and have them be outstanding along with the guys that you've gone out and signed, and then the guys that you've developed. That's the hardest thing about this is that you are fighting with teams like that that have. You know that have been for many years accruing top tier talent, building a farm system that can withstand body blows and punches and a loss of you know, frankly speaking, an ace who was one of the biggest reasons why the Astros won the World Series last year. That is who you're competing with right now, and teams like that, and, and you know, Cleveland is another good example of it of a team that has a lot of talent. I mean, they have. You know, two rookies in their rotation. Tanner Bybee is outstanding. Like that—that that is what. And, and people want to get mad about. And I see the text about ownership and 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 really about uh, about uh, High and Bloom and all these things. That's what the Red Sox are in the midst of developing right now. Brian Bayo is a wonderful example of it. He is a, a knight in shining armor tonight, and we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes because I, I I really don't I don't mean to be this negative. It's just you know it's the situation we're in because Brian Bayo put forth maybe the best starting pitching performance we've seen all year from from uh, a Red Sox starting pitcher. But the reality is is. We're still, you know, the Red Sox are still in the middle of that, and they're doing a really good job at the lowest levels and the highest levels of minor league baseball of doing that. But, you know, right now, those are the teams, the teams that have finished off that development process are the teams that you're fighting with right now, and it makes it a very difficult situation when you when you look up and you see the Rays at 56 wins. You see Baltimore, who, I mean, you look at their AAA roster, and they've got five guys in their lineup that could be, you know, major leaguers for a lot of teams. And, and, and you know, and then the Astros, and, and that's not even before you start the conversation about the other couple of teams in the division, and the Yankees and Toronto and, and so on. I mean, it's, it's not an easy spot to be in when you zoom out. And, and that, again, that's not even really talking about kind of uh, some of the issues with this team. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to get to a break. I see uh, the, the calls as well. We'll finish off these texts. I do want to talk about Brian Bayo um, because that, uh, you know, uh, he was that that was amazing tonight, what what he did, and uh, it deserves its moment. So we'll do that on the other side. And again, uh, calls coming. I got you on the other side as well. Uh, we are back in a moment. It's Red Sox Review 617-779-7937 right here on WEEI. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. No runs, no hits for Miami. No runs, three hits, and one error for Boston. Bounding ball up the middle. Diving stop by Hernandez from his knees. The throw, no chance to the home plate side of the first base bag. Great effort by KK. Did well just to stop it, but had to throw from his knees and didn't get anything on it. And uh, many of the fans now on their feet, saluting Bayo. Took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. And lost it on the second pitch of the eighth on an infield single by Segura. A no-hitter carried into the eighth inning tonight by Brian Bayo. And it was that single, an infield variety by Gene Segura that broke it up. Sean McDonough on the call. Cooper Boardman back with you. 2-0 the final tonight here at Fenway Park. Live from Fenway, it is Red Sox Review. Brian Frizzoco, big thanks to him in our uh, flagship studios. Call us last uh, 13 or so minutes to get your calls in here. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Text line at 37937. And um, all right, I, I, we, we got the phones rolling, so I'll do that, and then we'll get get to our kind of our big takeaways of the night. And I, I do want to talk about Brian Bayo, but... Uh, we got people on the phone. We got to talk about it. Um, let's go to our friend Eddie. Eddie in Revere. You are uh, on the air tonight. Welcome on Red Sox Review. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, uh, I think the Sox right now, I mean, it's a mess, and I'm a longtime hardcore fan. I don't ever remember being as discouraged as I am, and, and I've seen some pretty bad teams. Uh, it's, it's, it's Heinblum and or the, uh, the ownership that's got him in this mess. Heinblum isn't what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be this, uh, you know, kind of a modern version or more uh, stat-oriented guy than uh, Theo. I don't think he knows how to judge talent. He hasn't won a single trade. He's signing all these players that are basically coming off the scrap heap. I mean, <laughs> some of the best, some of the best things about the Red Sox aren't even players. I, mean, I think they have one of the best managers. Core Core's doing the best he can with what he has to work with. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to make mistakes, but to throw this on him, he, like you said, he can't go up and, and hit. He can't go out and field. The team is just not that good. It's just not that good. And for us to think that I, I want them, I, I hope they go way under 500 because that's the only way there's going to be any change. If yeah. they just kind of hang around and keep us going, you know, it's. No, I, I understand it, Eddie, and uh, appreciate your call. Like, you know, and, and it's so funny you end with, you know, they're not that good. I mean, you're, you, when you said that, and I know you didn't mean to do it, you, you literally quoted Alex Cora. I mean, he, he said this, you know, two days ago. It's like, we're, we're just, we're not right. Like, you know, we need to be better. And, and he's implying exactly what you're saying there. You know, I'll push back on, a, on, on you know, one thing, uh, you know, people say, and, and this is not a shot at, at Eddie or anything, but it's just, you know, people say that High and Bloom hasn't won trades. That's not true. 
you know, I mean, I, I go back to that Christian Vasquez deal, and I guess, you know, it hasn't fully impacted Major League level just yet. He got an unbelievable couple of guys for Christian Vasquez, who, you know, look look at the, uh, the, again, Christian Vasquez has meant a lot of this fan base for a very long time, has meant a lot, you know, he has been a part of some unbelievable moments, obviously, and, and was a great person first and, and great catcher second, uh, you know, here for the amount of time that he was here. But look at his numbers in Minnesota right now, and look at what they got for him. I mean, they got Manuel Valdez, who I know, it, you know, it petered off a little bit in his, in his you know, first major league stint, but what he was able to do at the second base position uh, from an offensive perspective has been amazing. And Willie Abreu, who's a guy that you've not seen yet, who has this unbelievable plate discipline, is having a great AAA season that was derailed slightly by injury. You know, that's one. And then, you know, the Hunter Renfro trade, which was a trade that, you know, uh, drew a lot of ire, especially for what happened at the position, you know, over the course of the next year or so. But he got legit stuff back, David Hamilton. And again, this is a guy in his first week in the majors. But, you know, anybody who steals 70 bases, I'm interested in there. And so, you know, again, those are two. That, that, that's just pushing back on that that tiny individual thing. I get it. Um, you know, the, the, the general frustration and... You know, there's nothing but frustration right now sitting here watching what has unfolded over the last seven days. I don't think the offense is going to stay where it's at, but it it's hard. And, and it's, again, to me, it is not about, um, you know, necessarily anything more than you just kind of look at the teams that you're fighting with and and the development process that they're in. You know, the Red Sox are are finding their own development process in this. It's one of it seems like it's one of the reasons why they have traded, you know, the, those deals that I'm, you know, that I, I just kind of went to there, where you know these guys, you know, are on their way here, but uh, that full force is not here yet. We've seen small bits of it. Brian Bay was a great example of it tonight. Um, but in the meantime, and Eddie, you know, Eddie's frustration, you know, speaks for a, a ton of people right now. That's the truth. And, um, you know, for the Red Sox at 40 and 42, now five games out after Toronto just won. They just wrapped up, um, you know, of a postseason spot. Feels like a big five games right now. That's the truth about it. Um, all right. It is. Uh, we, we only got a few more minutes here again. You, last second calls text 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Uh, text line as well. 37937. You know, I, I, I just do want to, you know, this is the time of the night, if you know me, um, that I'll, I'll just give you kind of my big takeaways um, from the game, from the, well, whatever I want. Yeah, this is this is the show. Um, you know, I, I think the first is, is about Brian Bayo. And uh, for those who, who don't know me, I, I, I'm in Worcester, so I've been, you know, been around the AAA group a lot um, and, and was there when, when Brian Bayo, you know, made his way through the system. And, you know, he got there and it was just this extraordinary confidence. And I said this in the pregame that there were comparisons to Pedro Martinez, you know, and, and how unfair that is to anyone because of who Pedro is and what he is and was and continues to be, uh, you know, in the history of this organization, in the history of baseball. There are I, I in my mind, truly, there are one to three that you could even start to talk about being on his list in terms of the modern game and, and how good he is. And so to, to, to put that on a 20, at that point, a 22, 23-year-old, now 24, is, you know, just didn't really seem fair. But he's worked closely with Pedro. You know, Pedro has taken this this love to him, 
you know, the way that watching them, you know, on the backfields and, you know, being down in Fort Myers and watching them in spring training and watching the way that they work together. And now watching who Brian Bayo has become since the beginning of May. And he turns in, of course, you know, uh, the gem of all gems tonight, seven no-hit innings. And it's a shame that he's charged with, you know, he gets a run there on a, you know, a single up the middle. And then the second hit he gives up on his 99th pitch is a 72-mile-an-hour single by Joey Wendell that just got by Justin Turner at first base. It, it, it's, uh, But all of that is to say, you know, the the... The soul of him, like who he is, what he wants to do, carry outings deep into games in an era where we look at this third time through the order as though it is some big demonic deal. You know, to look at that, to look at, you know, the way he carries himself at 24 years old, the confidence with which he pitches, the 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 fact that, you know, I'm thinking about the the Angels. Uh, start here. If you remember all the way back on Marathon Monday, that Otani Bayo start where he got hit around a good bit, and they they were jumping all over his sinker. It was just like they they were. I, I think they they had decided to identify his sinker and say we're going to beat this and see what else he can do. And to see that version of him then on that cold rainy Marathon Monday versus tonight, where he threw forty four sinkers and thirty two of them were strikes. And that is, you know, that really is not all that long ago in the span of a starter where you only go to work every five days out on the mound in a game to be able to make those jumps and make those changes. It is so unbelievably exciting in his development process. And, ah, man, that was that was really fun tonight to watch him pitch the way that he did. And to feel, you know, like... You know, we've been here the last couple of nights. I've been here pre pregame and post game the, the last couple of nights, and you know the feeling in here walking out has been you know we you know what the feeling is you're listening, and it has been uh, to to watch him get the standing ovation that he did to hear the buzz of him on the mound. You know when when he took the mound in that eighth inning, that is. That is something that, that you know, was heard in 21, obviously, but that was Pedro-esque. Honestly, that was Pedro-esque, and it's becoming this thing that it was down in the minor leagues, too, where, you know, you you were so excited to watch him pitch every five days, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's going to come out against the Rangers, and now you're sitting here on the edge of your seat, and I know this has been a frustrating time, but you're on the edge of your seat to watch him pitch against one of the best offenses in baseball, and, and I'm, I'm excited for it. All right, uh, that music means it is time to get out of here. If we didn't get to you on the text or the call line, that's fine. Uh, I am back here tomorrow, pregame, postgame. We can talk all night long if you'd like. You, you want to keep it going, you can follow me at Cooper K. Boardman on Twitter. Uh, but that is it for tonight here on uh, a long night from Fenway Park. The Red Sox swept by the Miami Marlins. 2 nothing. the final score. Uh, big thanks to Brian Frizzoco. In our flagship studios, Doug Lane here, Cooper Boardman saying uh, good night from Fenway Park. This right here, it's been Red Sox Review on WEEI.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.